What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere. Visit highland.com. Crying, screaming, throwing up. Someone fix it and fix it now. This is Locked on Big 12. on Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome into Locked On Big 12. I'm Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas. Thank you for making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. The Texas Rangers are World Series champions, and the Big 12 took credit for it. That was awesome. You know what's not awesome? This whole schedule thing. Before we get into beat the books and I make you money, let's talk schedule. Because there's this narrative going around now in certain podcasts and on Twitter and talking heads that are saying, no, this is a good thing. This is going to help the ratings. It's going to help the Big 12 get get together. Everybody's going to play everybody. We're all going to meet. This is a conference that plays football, not preschool. This isn't the first day of kindergarten. There's not a reason for Colorado to get acquainted with West Virginia in the Big 12. Hey, welcome in, you guys. Let's everybody play everybody, and then we'll see if some rivalries form. Do you understand the Big 12 has been playing football for decades, and there hasn't been just a random rivalry formed between Baylor and Oklahoma State? But it's not considered a rivalry. It's like, oh, Baylor's playing this big rival Oklahoma State. And for even TCU and West Virginia, who are on the newer end of the Big 12 within the last you know decade plus, they don't have these, you know, oh, yeah, here's TCU-Kansas State, this massive rivalry. No, it, it's just history that goes with it. And you're taking that and you're throwing it away. For Iowa State and and Kansas State Farmageddon, there, there's the narrative of like, oh, well, it, it didn't even bring in TV ratings. Uh, it, it brought in more TV ratings than Kansas and Kansas State, that game that you're protecting. So if you want to talk TV ratings, you're throwing away a rivalry that's 100 years old for Kansas-Kansas State. That gets worse rate. And why are we talking ratings? We're, you're sitting back. If you are pro this Big 12 schedule, if you're pro this model, the Matrix, you are anti fun. You're, you're not a traditionalist for the Big 12. And what's more is your whole high horse of it. I keep hearing this on other shows like, oh, well, it's going to bring in more money. Oh, it's a revenue decision. If we're ruining gameplay, if we're ruining fan experience, if we're ruining something that means a lot to what the Big 12 is, the heart of the Big 12, we are literally ruining that, taking it away. It doesn't exist. It's gone. For the sake of, yeah, we'll get a couple, we'll get some better TV ratings. Maybe this is going to help boost TV. No, no. I, I would venture to think you can protect Kansas State and Iowa State, and it wouldn't tank TV ratings in the Big 12. What's more, I'm not asking for divisions. I'm not saying that Colorado can't play West Virginia. I'm not saying teams can't get equate, acquainted with one another. They can. But have three protected rivals. Have BYU plays Baylor, Utah, and TCU Every year. And then the other six Big 12 games can rotate. And you're going to get matchups with other Big 12 teams pretty frequently. You're going to be okay. Heck, even do two protected rivals. It's better than one. And only some teams getting one. Now you're taking... To me, what is beautiful about college football is the rivalry side of it. 
everybody's gearing up for Thanksgiving weekend because that's when the biggest games, the biggest moments are. And right now, when you're telling UCF, hey, we don't want to give you a rival. When you're telling a an Oklahoma State, hey, we don't feel like there's a rival or a rivalry here for you, Texas Tech. There, there's no rivalry here for you. Only eight teams, only half the teams in this league get to play one team every year. Everybody else, you don't hate each other enough. It doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense. Now, like Arkansas, Missouri, let me give an example. It's close to home for me. Somebody who grew up in Arkansas, they made that a rivalry game. They, when Missouri came in the league, they said, Hey, Arkansas and Missouri, they're right, you know, right there to each other geographically. We're going to have them play every year. And it was kind of weird that somebody called it a rivalry, but it's become a quasi rivalry because they play year in and year out. They're familiar with each other. And Missouri dominates the, the matchup despite Arkansas thinking it's so much better. You can just create that in the Big 12. You can tell Oklahoma State that they're going to play Kansas. You can tell Oklahoma State that they're going to play against Arizona every year. And then after a while, that becomes a fun match. It becomes one that people want to see. In this model instead, it's, yeah, we'll play you some years. Oh, is this one of our years where we get to play that team that we could hate, but we don't get to see them every year? Why wouldn't Oklahoma State and Kansas State play every season? Why wouldn't Arizona and Utah play every season? This doesn't make any sense. It's not good from a fan perspective. It's not good from a viewer perspective. It's not going to drive up ratings in a stupid good way. It's not going to boost ratings because I, I, the Big 12 in general, most people aren't turning on West Virginia TCU. I am. I'm not most people. You're not most people. We have our own little sect here. Why are we ruining that? Why are we going away from tradition with this? It's stupid. It's just stupid. You didn't have to do this. You do have to make money this weekend, though. At FanDuel.com. The official sports betting club. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. DCU and Texas Tech on FS1. This is a weird, weird game. Two teams, both coming off of blowout losses, where they recently had blowout Big 12 wins, then got their rocked Texas Tech to Kansas State and BYU after beating Baylor and blowing out Houston. For TCU, they've lost three of four and just lost 41 to three against Kansas State. And that's why, of two teams that are not playing well, one of these teams is not playing as worse. Mm-hmm. English. Give me Texas Tech. Minus three. I have it locked in. I'm putting money on Texas Tech minus three tonight. The Red Raiders, because they're at home, because they have Taj Brooks, a better running game than TCU. I'm going to go with, and I think TCU could have a better running game, and they should, especially with the backup quarterback. And I like Imani Bailey. But I'm going to give the nod to Taj Brooks here, who's punched it in the end zone six times to Bailey's two. Give me, of the two teams playing with bad rookie quarterbacks, I'm going to go Texas Tech under 59 and a half. How would these two teams, what offense would they use to put up 60 points? Texas Tech minus three. Kansas State, 
Give me them outright. Give me them outright against Texas. We saw Texas look bad against Houston. They look much better against BYU. We just saw Kansas State dominate TCU. They are in full stride, and I just need it. This this would effectively lock Kansas State into a Big 12 championship spot, move them to 5 and 1 in conference, drop Texas to 4 and 2, and I just for my own mental health, I don't I don't need Kansas State plus 4. I need Kansas State money line. And that's what I'm betting on Saturday. Oklahoma Oklahoma State, similar deal. Heart bet 100%. I'm surprised that OU is only a five and a half point favorite. This feels like the spot where Mike Gundy would lose. If you think historically it's a top 25 matchup, Oklahoma State usually does lose to Oklahoma. Mike Gundy usually loses to Oklahoma. Not in this spot. I'm going to go with Oklahoma State because they figured it out. I don't have a lot of faith in Alan Bowman, but I do think Ollie Gordon is the best player in the conference. He's the best offensive player in the conference right now. He should be a dark horse Heisman candidate. I know you think I'm insane for saying that, but his numbers already at over 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns are stupid. We should be talking about him if he keeps the trajectory going. Being in the conversation for Big 12 Player of the Year, does he get an, does he get an invite to New York? Probably not, but wow. What a stupid good season for Ollie Gordon. Just run the ball and win. I'm going to stick with the underdog format too. I think Houston goes to Baylor at 230 on ESPN Plus and wins. They've already got one Big 12 win. They played Texas so close. I know they got blown out last week, but I like the idea of Baylor just crapping the bed. They don't have anything left to play for. They've given up. They have nothing left to play for. I'm going to take Houston outright in this game. At Baylor. So I've got outright upsets for Kansas State over Texas, Oklahoma State over Oklahoma, Houston over Baylor. What a parlay that would be, huh? Then UCF Cincinnati. UCF favored by three and a half on the road at Nippert. I'm going to go with that. I think John Rice Plumley and company gets it done this week. UCF 0-5 in Big 12 play. Cincinnati 0-5 in Big 12 play. The new guys are combined 3-17, and I believe, which is bad. I'm going to side with the Knights in this matchup. Kansas at Iowa State. Iowa State minus two and a half. My best bet here. Iowa State minus two and a half. I know Kansas is coming off the Oklahoma whim. A night game at Jack Trice. It's in my top three hardest places to play in the Big 12. Scariest places to play in the Big 12. That pans out here. Iowa State, because the atmosphere gets it done at home against Kansas. This is going to be a really fun one, though. A really fun one. From Sanders to Rocco Beck. I like what they did against Baylor last week on the road. Obviously, you have to like what Kansas did against Oklahoma, but because they're on the road, it's a slim 28, make it 31, 28 win Iowa State over Kansas, and they cover two and a half by the skin of their teeth. Then I love the idea of BYU plus 10. I think West Virginia probably wins this game 24-21, 27-21. BYU covers 10 in a night game. Night BYU is good. Give me West Virginia to win, BYU to cover. So my best bets this week, picking every Big 12 game, Texas Tech minus three at home, Kansas State plus four and the money line, Oklahoma State plus five and a half in the money line, Houston plus four and the money line, UCF minus three and a half, Iowa State minus two and a half, BYU plus 10. Those are the best bets this week. What do you think? Ah, let me know. That schedule stinks, right? You agree? Hopefully. Don't want those people brainwash you into thinking it's good. It's not. Don't drink that Kool-Aid. This has been and always will be locked on. Thanks for making it your first listen every single day. Doce Grande.